Welcome back to the Silver Screen and Roll Podcast Network. This is I Love Basketball. I'm your host, Sabrina Merchant. Joined as always, and back from a week off, Raj Jafalu. Raj, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I appreciate, you know, Anthony filling in for me in a position where I filled in for him. It was kind of a it's kind of weird, kind of uh full circle. Uh, back and forth. <laughs> a little full circle. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh Sabrina, when do you think I'll get my PlayStation 5 that I ordered uh, the other day? <laughs> That seems like a question for Anthony and Harrison. They really, really <laughs> dove into that. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I don't even know where to go with that. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it has uh, been, you know, another slow news week for the Los Angeles Lakers. Although we did get just, oh my God, it seems like a cosmic joke at this point. But mm-hmm. in a mailbag for The Athletic, Lakers beat writer Yovan Buha revealed that Kendrick Nunn, Remember Kendrick Nunn, who uh, was our big signing of last year's free agency. He came for the majority of the taxpayer mid-level and proceeded Mm -hmm. not to play for the entire regular season, even though he was not ruled out very early by any means. Mm -hmm. Um, We have learned since that Kendrick Nunn has not yet graduated to five on five. Yovan called it the next hurdle in his rehab, which my question is, one, what are the other hurdles that he has passed if he has not yet playing mm-hmm. basketball and two what kind of confidence does this give you for the bounce back Kendrick Nunn season Raj not a lot honestly I mean this would be fine for a guy who was injured maybe like the end of the season but I mean sure. he was injured like at preseason you know and he missed the whole year they have to be some pretty big hurdles right I mean if you haven't gone to five on five maybe he's gradually going from like one-on-one to two-on-two uh but yeah that's not a great thing to hear when we're what a couple months away from training camp uh Mm -hmm. so we'll see but none you know I think he said that he's he'll be ready he feels good didn't Uh, he say he'd be ready last year (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I'm going to try to believe him this time. I think this is a contract year for him as well. And he's a big part of our team if he's not moved. Like he's what, the fifth or fourth highest paid player? I'm not really sure um, behind THT I think or, or Lonnie sixth, Walker. actually, because we've sixth, got okay. LeBron, AD, Russ, Lonnie, mm-hmm. and THT. Yeah. Okay, so sixth highest player paid player but still that's a you know top part of the rotation I th- I think that uh he'd be a big part of it so I'm hoping he's healthy I think he brings a you know part of his a part of the game that we don't have on the roster but that's not great Serena like already we're already hearing that he's not I would have rather just not know like let me <laughs> just get to training camp and then you know not and then he can talk about oh yeah I didn't even play five on five till a month ago great but uh knowing in August yeah that's not great so you're saying you would have rather found out at training camp from Kendrick Nunn that he had just started playing five on five than to know at this point what the status is like you want less information. I mean, what does that information do for me other than make me like even more anxious about Kendrick Nunn's health, a guy that already missed all of last year with a bone bruise. I'm not really not a doctor, but it's not supposed to take a year. Like normally those type of injuries don't take a full year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the season was just lost. That was my uh, take on it. It was just a lost season. And he was just, he was sitting out because there was no point of return, but it obviously was not the case. He's still not back. Um, so I'm hoping he'll be fine. Yeah. It's not great to hear though. In the first week of August that uh, one of our main rotation players hasn't uh, graduated to five on five. Yeah. I have had the lowest of, expectations for Kendrick Nunn pretty much since the moment he was signed so I don't think this has changed my outlook on Kendrick Nunn in the slightest Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it doesn't make me feel better about the general vibes around the Lakers offseason. I just want to have sure. more positive feelings about, you know, how things are going. And <laughs> I know there were some jokes made when Kendrick Nunn attended the Drew League and then didn't play. And it was like, I wonder if Kendrick Nunn's healthy to play. Well, it turns out he was not healthy enough to play in the Drew League. <laughs> so it's a good thing he didn't. But mm-hmm. I was just hoping for more of a positive momentum heading towards September and October. Right. So this mm. is really where I fall. It's not so much that like, oh, I wish Kendrick Down were further along in his rehab. Sure. Just like we're what six weeks removed, five weeks removed from Kenton Durant's trade demand, five weeks removed from the first like inklings of a Kyrie Irving arrival in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. And nothing good has happened since <laughs> like that's how I feel. <laughs> Yeah, we, we've signed some like okay rotation players, but we're just in a holding pattern. And I think it's the most frustrating uh, part of all this. The Lakers obviously don't care about people who talk about the team, obviously, because they're just going to leave us like this until they just September. try to scam us for PS5. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm hoping I still get mine. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, all the way until training camp, it looks like that's the proverbial deadline here, mm-hmm. I, I hope. Uh, and we had, you know, more reports from Johan. Uh, in his conversation on ESPN 710 that the Lakers could, you know, Darvin Ham has a little bit more power than Frank Vogel. I would hope so with a four-year deal. I would hope he, had, he would have a little bit more um, say in what goes on, but that the Lakers could maybe send Russ home, that uh, they could just bring him to camp. And if it doesn't work, send him home. Sabrina, let me ask you, is that a tenable like situation in, in any way? Is that possible? Can you just tell Russell Westbrook to go home? Well, how are you going to send him home if your backup combo guard is not playing five on five yet? <laughs> Who is running the offense rush? Lottie Walker, uh, Kendrick. Uh, no, not Kendrick Nunn. Taylor Norton Tucker. Taylor Norton Tucker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would hope that the Lakers do not arrive at a situation where they just have to send Russell Westbrook home because I don't think that a successful postseason run follows that. I don't no. think the Lakers will be in a position to compete if Russell Westbrook is playing so poorly that you have to send him home because the only way this works is if Russ buys into the Darvin Ham philosophy, which spoiler alert, I don't think is happening or Mm -hmm. you turn Russ's contract into actual productive players. So if you're sending him home neither of those things have happened. Uh, So yeah, I think it's great that Darvin Ham has the ability to actually exert his influence on this team, but Mm -hmm. If that is the outcome of him exerting his influence, then no, no, that's not a good look for the Lakers. <laughs> Things have gone terribly, terribly wrong yet again. Right. My take on it is like you could maybe do that if Darvin Ham didn't go on like a huge, you know, media tour and say a bunch of things that would directly contradict that. And I'm not saying the coach has to like have decisions within the front office, but I don't think it's a great look if your like new head coach is already walking in a completely different uh, direction uh, than your team is, right? Darvin Ham went on multiple places, even his press conference. He said he's he said uh, don't forget Russell Westbrook still has a bunch left in the tank. Um, he went on an ESPN NBA show and he said, uh, "Let's see how Russell Westbrook does in a Darvin Ham system with Darvin Ham principles before we just start dismissing him." Right, Serena, but that- maybe once he sees him and said principles <laughs> and learns. <laughs> Sure. But then like, but that's not the baseline where you start from then, right? You mm-hmm. start from like, okay, let's see it. Let's give it a chance. Let's start him. He's talked about four out principles. That means you have to start like zero and five and then you send him home. And then it's even worse. That means like, 
I don't know. I feel like you can't send him home if he's on the roster after everything Darwin Ham said, right? Do you agree I with that? I would agree. You can't send him home and expect to still be a functioning team. Those <laughs> things do not work in concert with one another. But if the Lakers are just trying to put out the fact that like, hey, we're empowering Darvin Ham and mm-hmm. this is one of the ways we're empowering him, then great. Uh, I just, it's a bad example for the fact that they're empowering Darvin Ham is the way I see it. No, yeah. And again, it's not fair to Darvin Ham either to me, like to give him this roster with Russell Westbrook back on it in his first year with LeBron. Was it fair to <laughs> Frank? Like <laughs> No, <laughs> that, that's not fair. That's At not least fair to Darvin Frank knew what he was getting into. <laughs> I mean, Frank had a summer, right? Frank woke up one day and was like, oh, we traded, you know, everything that worked for Russell Westbrook. Um, let and me, decided let me not to bring back it. Alex Caruso. Great times, great times. Yeah. yeah, and then we let Frank go, obviously. But yeah, like, I just think like everything that Darvin Ham has said, another, you know, Darvin Ham quote, Russ, in my opinion, he's in great shape. He's durable. Um, In this four out system, he's going to have a chance to screen a role and make plays in the half court. You can't then have Darvin Ham send Russ home before the season starts. Like that makes no sense. You, th- okay, no let's way. let's backtrack real quick. Um, in mm-hmm. that seven ten interview, when did Yovan yeah. say that Darvin Ham could send Russ home? Was it just like at any point or to start the season? So, so he said that Ham has uh more power to bench him, which Frank Vogel, the quotes came out that he was fearful to bench Russ because right, he, right. He was scared to lose Russell Westbrook, which uh-huh. I think happened anyway. But uh, but uh, Darvin Ham has the power to bench him and send him home if uh, if things don't work out. Which right. So I don't think that's limited to like before sure. game one. We're sending Russell Westbrook home. Mm-hmm. It's if he you know lays out his dirty laundry and calls out everyone without accepting any accountability again. Uh, maybe that's when you send him home. When it's clear that like okay he was given a chance to. I mean, he really lost me at the screen and roll part of it because I agree that Russ is in great shape and durable. I don't think that he's going to do the other half of that um, Darvin Ham statement. But yeah, I, I guess I just don't, I don't really see it as a problem that the Lakers have, you know, again, given Darvin Ham this magic bullet to no. send Russ home. But like you said, I just don't see it happening because the only way to make this work is either Russ is good or his salary slot is good. Right, yeah, and you hope that his salary spot, his salary spot is good. I mean, we Nothing spent which... an entire episode talking about rotations that did not involve Russell Westbrook, that involved his salary. So <laughs> that's that's Rachel with. Uh, I Buddy should hope that he's well. not on this team. <laughs> and it's crazy too, which like you hear the Frank Vogel stuff. I don't want to go back to Frank Vogel, but you know, he said like he was coaching for his job. Like he knew that if you know if he doesn't have Russ to buy in, then he was probably let go. Mm-hmm. Crazy for a coach that won a title. The year before last i mean it's just a wild situation it's it's why like i think you know giving darvin ham russell westbrook uh would be tough especially in a lebron extension coming you know hopefully he signs the extension but if he doesn't through the season then even even a more uh tough situation to deal with so i don't know i don't think you can treat him like john wall he, we're not the houston rockets we aren't you know not trying to win so we can't just send him home for nothing but uh, I agree. It's, it's tough i agree and I also think that if the Lakers really want to do well this season, that they will not start the season with Russell Westbrook on the roster. But um, as we may have forgotten, because it's been three years since the, the league had a normal off season, things don't really happen in August. Like the fact that Kyrie Irving was traded for uh, what was it? Isaiah Thomas five years ago, back in August, like that was a mm-hmm. seismic mammoth kind of thing that reporters had to cover on vacation because no one expected any <laughs> kind of deal to break during this dead month. So 
as much as you and I are looking forward to a day when we can talk about a final version of this Lakers roster, I predict we're going to have to wait about four weeks because I just don't see that happening while everyone is, you know, earning a deserved break, I would say, after three nonstop seasons of NBA basketball. Yeah, that's true. And that's just tough to go into training camp and still not know and still be in negotiations. Well, I mean, maybe it happens on like September 1, you know, and that still gives you three weeks before training camp, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, you hope to have it a little bit before then. You would hope to have some kind of. I mean, I don't expect these guys to be like playing five on five with each other in August. You know, it'd be nice. Sure. But if they want to just take take their own time, like chill out on the beaches in Mexico for now. Great. Do it. Um, as long as this is resolved before training camp, I'll be perfectly happy. Do you uh, so also Yovan talked about LeBron maybe extending, maybe not extending, using using this as leverage. Do you think LeBron extends before a trade occurs? That's a good question. I don't think LeBron is going anywhere. I don't okay. think he's going to leave Los Angeles. But and I will also say that LeBron hasn't really tried to exert leverage on the Lakers mm-hmm. in the form of his contract since he arrived in LA. Like, yeah, he did force them to sign Anthony Davis, but like, or trade for Anthony Davis. But I mean, first of all, it was, it was an excellent idea. I think it worked out pretty well. Um, and second of all, like he signed a four-year contract when he got here and then he extended, you know, as soon as he could on that two-year anniversary of that contract. So he hasn't done the, you know, one plus one thing that constantly put pressure on Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He's let the LA front office just go to work and you can quibble with whether that was the right idea or not, but I don't see him doing anything different now, especially when his family is so rooted in LA and it, I mean, at a certain point, like you don't want to be Shaq just jumping from one team to another at the end of your career. Like I think he's done enough movement. He's perfectly happy to finish out in LA or, you know, wherever Bronny James ends up or Bryce mm-hmm. for that matter. Cause he looks pretty good. Uh, so I don't think, whether LeBron signs the extension or not, I'm not worried about his future in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I So I just can't really get myself concerned about like if the extension happens on August 4th or later. Sure. I, I'm not worried either, but you know, just going on the spot track and seeing that like LeBron James is an unrestricted free agent next year, kind of like, you know, kind of drops <laughs> your heart just a little bit, you know, not that I'm scared he's going to leave. It's just still though, seeing unrestricted free, unrestricted free agent next season, uh, you know, gives you a little bit of fear. Um, what teams have cap space next year? <laughs> Is he going to San one... Antonio or <laughs> like, what's happening? I mean, I mean Yovan, I think he also brought up that like you know the the buzz around the league is like the Cavaliers have uh have a cap space, which is the one team I think that you would think. Yeah, and to me, like I don't know. I again, I just can't bring myself to be concerned about that because one, there's a bazillion other things to worry about. <laughs> And two, I I just don't see LeBron doing that at this point in his career. Um, I mean, I just don't have a good enough read, honestly, on like what what the Lakers right. are thinking here either. <laughs> but I assume well, like the extension offer comes August fourth as early as possible, and they'll just say, "Hey, Bron, like whenever you have a moment, <laughs> here's the paperwork. <laughs> Take your time, whatever." <laughs> and that's that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping it's signed. Uh, I think he can sign at midnight tonight, if I'm if I remember if I'm reading that correctly. So hopefully it's signed. Hopefully it's done. Uh, it's still 
crazy to look that like next year is year 39 season and it's still just like no question just give him the two year because he's still that good it's 20th nba season (laughs) 20th nba season year 39 just just insane production uh still at that age but yeah i don't think he's going anywhere either i just think it's interesting that this is going to dominate like the next few days if if he doesn't sign it on the dot at midnight maybe he's on vacation somewhere i think he's in la he was no, just he's working out at the practice facility with yes. the boys yeah i feel like i've seen you know lebron in the facility more than anyone else this summer which i'm not sure what that what that means i mean he's uh, putting in the work for year 20 like what else could you expect from your best player a guy who you expect to be a top five player in the nba next year like that's what you want to see Sure, but there's other players on the team too. So, I mean, I'd like to see them also, you know, in the maybe they're in the, just in the less, facility. they're just more camera shy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. I'm sure, I'm sure they they just get they just don't um get them on camera. I'm just saying, don't you think LeBron wanted the video of him and Bronny and Bryce putting in work to be out in the world? Like, that's oh, a ab- great look for LeBron. Oh, absolutely, a great look. Uh- absolutely but i've seen lebron in the facility multiple times this year even without his kids you know or posting somewhere so um i'm just saying i would like to see the other players you know in there <laughs> I, that's all i'm asking for Serena. <laughs> i saw i saw uh thc you know front court at uh at summer league i i, I think he played in the drew league as well if i remember correctly but i you know, don't like remember see- but uh okay. i haven't seen thc play well in some time but I was enamored with the video of Bryce working out. And it makes me a little sad that he is not the older son because he's got some game. Yeah. I really like watching that kid play. <laughs> yeah, they're all, I think both of them are going to be good. And both of them probably are going to be in the league. And uh, LeBron wants to play with them. I think that's no secret. I think he's been clear about that. We'll see when that is. We'll see if that kills draft lottery boards or something like that in a few years. I think LeBron might just be good until he's 47. So we'll see. Um, it is pretty nuts that we're expecting this guy to be a top five player in year 20. Like just to say those numbers out loud is kind of in, like, it's just ridiculous. Top five player. Yeah. And uh, that's for us to make the playoffs. With this roster, at least. Oh man. Are you still a team Kyrie or a team buddy miles? Oh, Bring me Kyrie Irving. I am okay. still bring me uh Ky- although like that's not a bad plan B to me. Like it's not it's not a terrible plan B. You get Miles Turner, Buddy Healed. I'll live with the off season. That's that's not terrible. But yeah, bring me the uh the superstar uh twenty seven point a game guard, please. Got it. Yeah, um, I think I've made my feelings about Kyrie Irving pretty clear on previous episodes of this show. So I am definitely yes. team Indiana Pacers trade. Ooh, uh, but hey, okay. you know either outcome would still be a significant upgrade on what the Lakers mm-hmm. are currently working with. Yes. Just and again, I hope, the, I hope the trade happens on like a Tuesday night. <laughs> like I'm just, I uh, don't care because if that happens, we'll be talking about Kyrie until September, whatever. That's date true. That is starts. very true. So if yes. it happens on a Wednesday night after we record still fresh news for us to talk about on, on the next episode of I love. Basketball. No, no, we are, we are re-recording. There's no way <laughs> like we are, there is no way we're just letting that go up with, without it. If it happens right after we record. Don't worry, we Anthony will re- have a lowdown. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. At some point, we should have some just like nostalgic, uh, you know, non uh, like newsy type things to talk about for like the next couple of weeks on this show. Yeah. If anyone mm-hmm. who's listening has any recommendations of things they want to hear about, like, I don't know, going back into the vault of old Lakers teams or. I don't know. We should, we should think about this because uh, as much as I 
do enjoy talking about Kendrick Nunn's inability to play five on five. Like there's got to be better things that we can discuss. I saw, um, I don't know if you saw, I saw Dave McMenamin uh, posting like play by play of the Rico Hines run. I don't know if you saw that. And I was just I thinking not. like video per video in a thread. And I was just like, this is really August. I mean, you like saw McNenamin's front page post on ESPN the other day about the uh, former Lakers free agents who are oh, still yes. looking for work and Bobby Barks assigning just the bleakest of possible homes to each of them. Yes, but I mean, that's at least like with the team. I mean, like a Rico Hines UCLA run doing a video thread by thread. I just thought like, wow, this is I mean, Rico really Hines is a, is he a current assistant coach or a former assistant coach I, in the NBA? I believe I believe he's a current assistant in current Toronto. Current assistant coach, yeah. So that's a thing. Uh, in Toronto, yeah. for sure. And the, uh, Thomas Bryant the, was there shooting threes. So The Pro-Am highlights, I think, have taken over more this year than in years past. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just like the return of the Pro-Am after a pandemic. Um, and it's like we've just gotten deeper into social media than we were in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely feel like I've seen a lot more summer basketball populating my feed um, than in years past, like, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young playing together yeah. in that Seattle Pro-Am. That's just not something I feel like we would have been blessed with three or four years ago. Yeah. Uh, and then also Bam and uh, Donovan Mitchell, I think, played. Um, oh, yes. In, in Miami. In, That's correct. In Miami, yes, where he got, I think, Miami Heat chance or something like that. And they, they love were, uh, him recruiting, there. <laughs> recruiting uh, Donovan Mitchell. Um, but no, when LeBron, I think, played at the Drew League, the NBA just decided to broadcast Drew League games um, on their actual site, which was pretty yep. cool. So people got to uh, watch a bunch of games. Kyrie Irving did not play. He was supposed to play. He had uh, millions of people staring at the screen waiting for him to, sh- to come play. And he and he As didn't I show understand up. he was at a Phil Handy clinic. Yes, yeah. he was. Yes. But uh, David Veneman tweeted out. He said the return of Kyrie and LeBron, uh, re- the reunion, sorry, yeah. uh, of Kyrie and LeBron. Um, so uh, but hopefully they get a chance to play together uh, a little bit later in the year. So it was- yeah, I mean, what are we going to talk about if they don't, Raja? <laughs> what could we possibly do? It's going to be a lot of Lonnie Walker. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, I don't, I don't want to go to that place right now. But uh, before we head out today, uh, I just wanted to give a little little Sparks update. Um, it has been brought to my attention that I should be ashamed for encouraging people to watch this year's Sparks team because of uh, how things have gone recently. And to that, I say, fair, fair. Um, But also, you'll never be accused of being a bandwagon fan. And I do think that things are going to get a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As we record, the Sparks are barely holding on to a lead against the New York Liberty. A 20-point lead is down to five. So, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. things aren't getting better. But I still maintain (laughs) that following the WNBA... It's just a really great way of getting your basketball fixed during the summer. And maybe the Sparks are not the best choice for that this year because it has been a struggle. Yes. Um, Unfortunately, way too many parallels to the Lakers (laughs) for my taste. (laughs) Um, But hey, sometimes you got to go through the bad times to get to good stuff. And it's just all the more sweet when it happens. And I do not apologize if I have managed to convert anyone this year. (laughs) No, I, I echo the echo those sentiments. I think it was really fun to actually go to games as well. I would, you know, tell people if you have a chance, go down there to uh it's a chance to sit really close at Crypto Arena if you mm. don't get if you don't do that at Laker games, um, and go enjoy a game. 
if you can, for people listening, because I, I think it's uh, something I'm interested in and others would be as well. The Sparks, I see that they're 12 and 18, but they still have a chance for the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. That is correct. So what is their, what is the, um, what is their probability to, I guess, get in? What would have to happen, I guess, for them to make, make the playoffs? So the game that they're currently playing right now would have to be a win. <laughs> Okay. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> I think they're going to have to get to 15 wins to make the playoffs. And they okay. have about three winnable games left. Nice. Okay. So just going to have to execute really well on those three games. <laughs> uh, if you want to see the Sparks at home, I, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a ticket provider by any means, but uh, they do have two more, three more home games uh, next Tuesday. So that would be August 9th. Then Thursday, August 11th, and Sunday season finale, August 14th. Mm-hmm. That could literally be a play-in game on August 14th to get into the playoffs. So, might be a good time. Uh, I am uh, concerned about their ability to make the postseason, and uh, even more concerned because they do not own their first-round pick. Which <laughs> wherever I heard that before, but a lot of really nice young players are getting some minutes mm-hmm. for the Sparks right now. And at the very least, there's some investment into upcoming iterations of this squad. So, you know, Livy Nelson Adota, Kennedy Carter, Kiana Smith, some hope, uh, some hope for future sparks, if not this current 2022 season. Yeah. And uh NECA is still awesome, right? Uh NECA is still, still crushing awesome. it. Uh just the one great player keeping things afloat. <laughs> sounds uh, familiar. <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, hope, hopefully both franchises, you know, are on the uh, upward tick uh, as we go into their next few see Lakers coming up There's and then Sparks, obviously. Also a disgruntled star point guard who could be angling her way to L.A. this offseason. So let's hope all of those things happen. <laughs> I love the similarities. <laughs> People love demanding trades to Los Angeles and uh, Skylar Dickens-Smith. If you want to pull a Kyrie Irving, I am all for it. For it. Oh, she was great. I got to go. I saw her play. Uh, and I don't think she missed the night I went to go watch. Uh, I forgot how much she scored. She is but... one of my favorite guards to ever watch in transition. She just flies down the court mm-hmm. and just always works her way through contact. Yeah. Yeah. She's a she's a fun player. Um, And also Katie Lou, I thought was fun to watch. I think it's cool to have a really dope shooter on the team. And yeah, if you have a chance. Uh, <laughs> I think go... it's cool to have a really dope shooter. <laughs> just evergreen content <laughs> well we don't have one on the lakers it was tough we were missing a bunch of shots last year so it was nice to watch you know a real a real shooter in, in person uh last year it was it was rough on the lakers so i enjoyed the sparks game that i went to yes very evergreen though very, very evergreen content <laughs> yeah uh raj is there anything you want to add uh i don't know lakers sparks la before we get out of here <laughs> Uh, not really. I, you know, Jovan during that interview said, uh, uh, when talking about Russ, he said there's still a good player in there, and I'm not sure if that was like a shout out to me or not. So I would just, you know, I'd like to ask Jovan when I, you know, <laughs> on Twitter next time. But he said there's still a good player in there with Russ. Um, so I'm I'm not sure what he was <laughs> discussing there. But, but well, yeah, I, hopefully, I really to... appreciate how your influence is extending across the Lakers Twitter sphere, Rush. <laughs> and two, I don't believe that Jovan believes that. So maybe it was just a shout out to you. (laughs) Either way, either way, Yovad does uh, great work with the athletics. So um, yeah, hopefully though, hopefully something gets, gets done. So we don't have to, you know, keep 
regurgitating the same uh stuff every week about Kyrie and and Russ and uh Kendrick Nunn this week so we'll see and hopefully the Sparks you know win a couple games and we can talk about uh them maybe making the playoffs so who knows I will uh, keep believing until it actually doesn't happen, just like I did with the Lakers in the play this season. <laughs> I will maintain hope until they are mathematically eliminated. <laughs> well, three wins, right? Is that including tonight, or is including uh, need... tonight three wins? Oh, okay. So they only need two more wins if they, you know, if take they hold on tonight. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. And I think they have three home games left, so they have a they have a chance, right? They have a chance. <laughs> There the may Lakers be a good mantra? team in there. <laughs> that was a Lakers season mantra last year. They got a chance. <laughs> yep, that's why people listen to us, Raj, for unbridled optimism about the stupidest of situations. <laughs> the... yeah. Very anyway, true. this has been I Love Basketball, which we clearly still do, despite every reason not to from these terribly mismanaged rosters. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to the Silver Screen Roll podcast. We're talking about the Lakers every single day of the week. And we'll be back next Wednesday. Yeah, 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 yeah.